FYI, and I don't mean fake news, this podcast contains huge spoilers. Hey everybody, welcome to episode 316 of the podcast that goes snicked. There's a baby sleeping in here. I promise you he's not going to pick up your whisper. <laughs> Sorry. Hey, guess who's back? Who? We're your hosts, Jason and Denise Venable. Who's Denise Venable? I don't know. She has a girlfriend. No way. Sure. Anyway. My joke backfired on me. Yeah. You've been out of the game too long. I guess so. <laughs> Welcome back just in time for our 2018 Wolvie Award Show. Woohoo! This is where we honor and reward me. <laughs> all our favorite Wolverine things in 2018. And me. And you. Welcome back. I mean, I did push a kid out. I should get something, right? Yeah, you got a kid. <laughs> right. Yeah. That is his own reward. That is. Yes. But anyway, um, 2018 was an interesting year for Wolverines. Um, we had Logan kind of come back and and come back and then start over and return officially <laughs> yeah and in the just big old mess that was logan's return uh to life um i feel like that was a um you know when you work with a bunch of people and it's like hey you want to do lunch yeah let's do lunch oh, yeah let's do lunch where do you want to go i don't know you pick i don't know you pick Oh, I don't really care. Oh, I don't really care either. Okay, just not just not Mexican. Okay. Yeah. And, no one ever says not Mexican. Maybe not a t- my cousin. Oh, yeah. I mean, you can only eat, like, raw steak. And Italian food. <laughs> anyway, it's kind of like that, but if once they decided what to do, everybody went to a different restaurant. Yeah. <laughs> That's how the return of Logan has been. So what should have been super exciting for the podcast that goes Nick was... <sighs> was that on purpose? <laughs> yes. Okay, because it fit. <laughs> and anyway, Laura had a big change going from all new Wolverine to X-23. But her and uh, Gabby staying intact. Um which I'm thankful for. Yeah, yeah, so far. And then Sabretooth led a team of Weapon X. Um, X-Men Red came and went as one of the best X-Men books in a long time and uh, featured Laura and Gabby. Um, of course, Exiles was a treat with Little Wolvie. Um, you know, that's kind of the highlights of, of 2018. Um yeah, so we're going to get to the awards part of our program. Um, where do you want to start? Where do you want to start? Well, first of all, I know I want to start. Okay. So I, a few episodes ago, and I'm sorry we're a little bit late on this. I know it's like February now. 
Okay. And normally when we do this, you know, pretty close to the beginning of the year. That, but, you know, it is where we are right now. Um, but anyway, a few episodes ago. Hashtag just, three kids. That's right. Uh, I did something a little different. Normally we mention that this is coming up and then we don't talk about who's nominated until we do the award show. Right. <laughs> so a few episodes ago I talked about the nominations and then I also tweeted all the nominations so that people could participate. We actually got some pretty good participation. So as we go awesome. through the awards, we can actually talk about what other people like besides us. You mean people listen to our show? Um, that's the rumor. <laughs> we have more than two listeners? That's awesome. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I have at least five. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> Yeah, so um, so we'll kind of talk about what people thought as we go through the categories, but um, I guess, I don't know, you want to do Best Wolverine Writer? Sure. Okay. So our nominees for the 2018 Wolvie Award for Best Wolverine Writer are Tom Taylor, with, he did the end of All New Wolverine. Okay. Adamantium Agenda. Okay. And X-Men Red. Okay. Okay. And we had Mariko Tamaki, which did the new X-23 volume. Right. And uh, that uh, Claws of the Killer, I think, is what it was called, Hunt for Wolverine. Yeah. Yeah. And then we had um, Ed Brisson, who did Old Man Logan for most of the year. And then uh, Saladin Ahmed, who wrote Little Wolfie in Exiles, which was really fun. Okay. So, um, had a couple of votes for Ahmed just because people really loved Exiles as a book. Um, and shout out to Escalabros. They cover, uh, Danny, <laughs> Dan and Georgie covered that book in depth on their podcast. Um, and it's a great book. Um, but I think it really came down to, and you can tell me if you agree or disagree. Uh, with the listeners to either Tom Taylor or Mariko Tamaki. I would agree. Okay. Um, I really feel like, so, obviously All New Wolverine was a very strong book. But I actually had a couple issues in 2018. Most of it was 2017. Okay. Um, and then X-23 kicked over. But X-Men Red was very predominant in 2018. In fact, I think the whole book was 2018. I kind of feel like, in my mind, they're kind of a tie there. So I thought it'd be interesting to make the tiebreaker the uh, Hunt for Wolverine books. Okay. Well, first of all, do you agree that they're kind of... Oh, I know you didn't really read X-Men Red, but... um, I kind of feel like their takes on Laura and Gabby are very in step. Like, Tamaki just kind of yeah. picked up what Taylor was doing. And, I agree. And kind of twisted it her own way, but, it, it, I mean, it felt very continuous. I agree. So, in that way, I felt like it was kind of hard to say one was better than the other. Okay. What do you think? Do you agree with that statement? No, I do agree. Okay. Um, so, if we use the Hunt for Wolverine books as a tiebreaker, Adamantium Agenda we really liked... Claws of a Killer we really didn't like. Right. 
So I kind of want to. I kind of think we should give it to Tom Taylor. I would agree. Which would give him two years in a row. He'd be back to back Wolfie Award winners. So yeah. So the 2018 Wolfie Award for Tom Taylor is gonna. Uh, <laughs> we'll rename. If he wins it next year again, we'll have to rename we'll, the we'll award. We'll just call it the Tom the, Taylor. The Tom award. Taylor Award. Yeah. Um, no, but the 2018 Wolverine Award for Best Wolverine Writer goes to Tom Taylor for an all-new Wolverine, X-Men Red, and Adamantium Agenda. And Tom, we'll put that award in the mail tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Definitely on the way. Yep. Um, ignore the white powder. That's awful. Um, so next up is Best Wolverine Artist. You know, side note, we really should, you know, like, save up some money and actually make like little awards and send them to the people so they can go what crazy person <laughs> gave me this uh trophy what is that... a wolvie and <laughs> <laughs> right <laughs> how did i get this i can just see it they're gonna be like actually i i can see like so I work in a collaborative space. I can just yeah. see like something similar to that where, you know, these guys work and someone like leaning out of their office being like, anyone know what a Wolvie is? <laughs> well, actually, uh, Mario Tamaki said it was really cool to be nominated. Aw. So now I've got to feel bad. <laughs> Give her the win. But you were very, very close. If you're not listening. Um <laughs> Yeah, so um, there's somebody handling her Twitter account who's like, "Thanks." Right. I'm teasing. I don't know if comic book writers really have Twitter ha- Twitter handlers. I think they just kind of do it themselves. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so uh, best Wolverine artist for 2018, we had um, R. B. Silva for Adamantium Agenda and Uncanny X Men. Okay. We had Juan Cabal for X-23. Mm. We had yeah, Ibrahim Roberson for Old Man Logan. Mm. And Javier Rodriguez for Exiles. Mm. Oh, we didn't read that book. You're making... Uh, <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just making noises <laughs> for the hell of it. Javier Rodriguez did some groundbreaking, really kind of interesting, sometimes trippy art on Exiles. It was really cool. But for my money, I don't know if you can beat Juan Cabal. It really sold me on the new X-23 costume. And his art just is really, really cool. Um, I what agree. do you think? Okay, so is it unanimous? And yeah. most, most of the listeners wanted to go with Cabal as well. So, I think then, in a landslide victory, also two years in a row for Mr. Cabal, um... He the will Cabal be, Award. The Cabal Award, yeah. Uh, 2018 Best Wolverine Artist goes to Juan Cabal for X-23, which takes us to our Best Wolverine Colorist. Okay. Um, you have Javier Rodriguez again for Exiles, Nolan Woodard for X-23, and Jesus Arbato for Adamantium Agenda. Um, I think... X-23, the colors really help sell Cabal's art. I agree. So I would want to go with Nolan Woodard. Yeah. Good? Right. Wow. So three repeats in our three uh, creator categories. 
Uh, so yeah, so best colors for Wolverine for 2018 goes to Nolan Woodard for X23. And as always, best Wolverine letterer is Corey Pennant. Of course. Woohoo! <laughs> yeah, so. He's just going to always win. Yeah, I, I think so. I mean, he does letter the bulk of the books we cover on the podcast. Yes. It's, it's really, it's either him or Joe Caramagna. So, yeah. No, they can, maybe they can split the award this year. No. <laughs> Give it to my boy. All right. Fine. Um, all right. So next up, we're going to cover best Wolverine cover of 2018. So nominees were All New Wolverine 32 by David Lopez, which was a really cool lore and kind of a green electrical storm. Right. Um. Adamantium Agenda, number two by Greg Land, which was Wolverine maniacally stabbing an Iron Man helmet. Um, Old Man Logan, 46 by Andrea Sorrentino, which was a super moody, really like minimalist kind of cover. Um, and then Return to Wolverine, number two by Steve McNiven, which was uh, McNiven doing his best uh, Barry Windsor Smith impersonation. And wild Wolverine hair underwater. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I was kind of leaning towards Return to Wolverine number two, but overwhelmingly, our listeners picked Old Man Logan number 46 by Andrea Sorrentino. And when I was showing you the pictures on the phone, you also were like, ooh, that one. So I think we're going to have to go, and I'll, you know, I'll concede. But I, I mean, concede like I don't love that cover as well. Um, but yeah, so I think we're going to go with the 2018 Wolfie Award for Best Wolverine Cover is kind of hands down, according to you guys, um, Old Man Logan number 46 by Andrea Sorrentino. So that's pretty rad. Well, and I, little sidebar, I love that. I love how even though, you know, you had in your mind a winner and for the reasons of why you loved it, but yet the people spoke. Yeah. Nothing to eat cake. Or ice cream. <laughs> no, I just said I just had too much ice cream. But hey, my wife is very, very sweet. So I woke up this morning and she told me about some weird dream she had. And then I told her Oh actually So so she just so last year at Ollie's birthday. Yes. Um Wow, that doesn't seem right. A lot ha- that happened really fast. So last year at Ollie's birthday, which was coming up on his third birthday, but his second birthday, we were, you know, having fun, had all the cousins over and stuff, and after the party, in spite of all the craziness. No, it was after his first birthday. Uh, was it? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That makes more sense. Yeah. So anyway, um, I went up to Denise and said, hey, I, I think we want to do one more. And, you know, now we have one more. But Janice I love how you're like, I think we want to do one more. No, you came up and said, I want to do one more. Oh, and I then I agree. I can't do it by myself. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Janice had a, uh, we'll call it a nightmare. Because um, all these parties coming up. Then I came up to her after all these party and said, I want one more, which would be number four, which I do not want. Um, <laughs> I don't want four kids. <laughs> 
And so I said, oh, that's funny. I had a dream where I went with Cameron to ACL and I couldn't get any, I couldn't find any ice cream, which is an, you know, an odd dream. Um, but anyway, so on the way home from work, Denise stopped at the Krug and uh, got us some ice cream. So I thought that was very nice. All because I had a weird dream. That he couldn't find ice cream. Yeah. I wanted him to know that ice cream does exist. <laughs> yeah, and she got the good stuff. She got Bluebell. And for those of you not in the South, I'm sorry. I could have gotten you the cheap, like, Kroger brand off ice cream, but... You know, you say that, they, um... When I grew up, they used to make a, an ice cream called Fudge Marble. That was my mom's favorite. Yeah, but the Kroger brand was actually the superior brand in that one. Oh, yeah. It was better than the... Wubo had one that was similar that was good. I don't remember exactly. It wasn't called Fudge Marble. I think it was called Fudge Swirl, maybe. Yeah. But the Kroger Fudge Marble was my favorite. It probably still is my favorite ice cream. I don't think they make it anymore, though. But anyway, um, where was I? <laughs> we were moving on to the next category. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. So we did cover. So now it's time for Best Snicked. So the 2018 Wolvie Awards for Best Snicked are Group Snicked, an all-new Wolverine number 30 by Tom Taylor, Juan Cabal, and Nolan Woodard. The He's Back Snicked, an Infinity Countdown Prime by Jerry Dugan, Mike Diodato, and Frank Martin. The Don't Make Me Count to Three Snicked in Marvel 2 and 1 number 4 by Chip, Zdar- Chip Zdarsky, Valerian Shitty, sorry, Valerian Skinny <laughs> and Frank Martin. <laughs> um, oops. Yeah, oops. And then there was another one that I actually need to look at real fast because I forgot the credits. Um, where was that? Hold on, guys. Okay. This is really interesting, Snicked, in the Haunted Mansion story of the uh, Marvel Trick or Treat issue. By Robbie Thompson, Bob Quinn, and Chris Peter. And it's kind of a snick I've never seen before. And it's where there's like a, almost like a, a swinging light bulb. And there's almost like what happens like while the snick is happening. And it's in between the letters. That was really interesting. That was really interesting. Um, So we actually got a lot of votes for all of these. Um, people really liked the group snick. Um, which is your early favorite. I don't know if you yeah. remember that. Yeah, I do. Um, and then there's just something really cool visually about the Mike Diodato one with the white and then the picture inside the snick. Mm-hmm. People really responded well to that. Um, a lot of people really liked the the humor, sarcasm, whatever, in the Marvel 2 and one one where he's like, um, you got three seconds to explain to me why you're here and why I shouldn't put you down. Snicked one, snick two, snick three. Um, it's pretty, pretty awesome. And then, you know, just the kind of the interesting visual of the one from the Halloween special. So I really honestly could go any with any of these. Um, kind of leaning towards the last two. Mm-hmm. Um... I don't know, something about the the counting one which is really just funny 
I mean, there's something, I don't know, there's just something interesting that keeps keeps catching my mind on the Halloween one. What, what are you thinking? So, for me, when I'm picking Best Night, it has to be graphically intriguing. Uh-huh. But then it needs to fit Wolverine's personality. Okay. As well. So, right. for me, the Countdown Snake fits all, checks all those boxes. Okay. I'm, I'm okay with that one. Andrew will be happy. Andrew picked that one. So... Cool. Yeah, so we'll go then with the Don't Make Me Count to Three Snicked uh, from Marvel 2 and 1 number 4 by Zadarsky, Skitty, and Martin. Plus, I like that when he hits three, it's his middle finger claw. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I thought you might like that. <laughs> three. <laughs> Very cool. Well, our last award of the evening, or whenever you're listening is best snack and we actually got two choices this year twinkies and what else yeah twinkies and oreos you said best snack yeah and then i went along with you and then you acted like it didn't oh i thought okay i thought you actually weren't going along with me i was like come on play the game Mm -hmm. the wicked game you play anyway um so best snacked last year we had none this year we got two we have the Iron Man head with you're safe man relax and adamantium agenda number two by Tom Taylor Arby Swilva and Guru Effects then we have sorry and Dead Man Logan number one by Ed Brisson Mike Henderson and Nolan Woodard um people really like the Iron Man one a lot more than the other one so I think that's going to be the winner uh, of the best snack for 2018. Um, yeah, I really, I remember that story and kind of where it fell in the in the plot. And, you know, it's fine because Wolverine, you know, got to stab Iron Man. But also there's something really, um, oh, it's kind of sweet in that scene where Tony Stark's like, hey, relax, man, I got you. Like, you're safe. Like, it's right. okay. You know, and the sorry one is kind of funny, but there's just something more emotionally compelling by the way Tom Taylor wrote that scene and then the way it was drawn. Right. Um, yeah, so that's going to be our best snack is Adamantium Agenda number two. Um, yeah, so that is our 2018 Wolfie Awards. Hopefully you were pleased with the results, dear listeners. And again, thank you everyone that you know, voted or retweeted or contributed to the conversation, I will definitely do that going forward because that was a lot of fun to really, I know we've kind of asked in the past, like to submit, just kind of an open-ended, like what do you guys think and didn't get as much, but to actually have you guys like vote and interact was really fun. So I would definitely do that. That would be the way we do it from now on. yeah, any any closing comments or anything else you want to add about Wolverine in 2018? No, I can't really think of anything. I'm excited to come back on every once in a while. Yeah, yeah, we'll, get, we'll make you do some books here pretty soon. I've, <laughs> I've missed the comic books. I've, well, I've missed all comic books. How long did it take me to read My Walking Dead? forever oh yeah so usually like i'll come home from the comic shop you know and i'll get home from work 
I'll let her know she has a Walking Dead. Sometimes I'll tell her. Sometimes I just kind of put it on her pillow. <laughs> it's like you know, my mint. Yeah, like a mint. And usually by the time, you know, we have to get through dinner and get the kids to bed. And then usually 10 minutes after the kids are in bed, she hands me the comic and says, oh, that was great. <laughs> and, you know, she's already read it. Uh, I was actually kind of worried. I thought maybe you were Sick. having some postpartum or something. Because <laughs> um, you let three issues stack up not too long ago. And I was like... And that's three months worth. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I really thought something was wrong. So no, you have not really been reading. But we'll get you back in the swing of things. Get you back on to talk about stuff. Maybe after Wolverine's actually like back back. And... Yeah, you know. I still want. I I want to keep reading the X twenty three. Yes. Did you read the last one? No. Okay, I'll leave it out. We're gonna talk. Okay. I'm gonna talk about it tonight, but um, I'll leave it out for you. Okay. Before I before I put it up. Yeah, I really want to continue. I know you don't really care about Return of Wolverine. <laughs> Not really. No. Um, yeah, I I want to keep reading that one, and I do want to get put back into the rotation. Um, I think now that we have some pseudo semblance of a schedule with the yeah, cows, yeah, it's starting to settle back into what feels like normal real life, <laughs> and not just a waking dream all the time. Yeah. Yeah. So. so. Yeah. So look forward to more Denise in 2019. Yay! And if you were excited, and I hope you enjoyed your break. Because now it's about to Taskmaster Jason. Read these comics. Record this podcast. For those of you who are excited that I wasn't on. That's nobody. Tough cookies. (laughs) Everybody likes you more than me. Whatever. (laughs) I'm sure they were like, oh, that chick who just sits there and talks about women's clothing. (laughs) It's not on today. Yay. I think it's a good place to leave this segment. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Well, anyway, well, I appreciate you taking the time to do this. And we do really need to do the movie, Monica. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, But anyway. um, We can do it. We can turn it on. I'll go to sleep. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. I really have a feeling, you know, you go to sleep when we watch movies. If we try to record that podcast, you'll probably fall asleep in the middle of the podcast. Oh, I'm probably, I'm falling asleep right now. What are you talking about? (laughs) Anyway. All right, cool. Well, that is our 2018 Wolvie Award program. And um, I'll be right. Maybe draw little Wolvies and you can tweet them out. Okay. Get on that. Um. I don't draw. Maybe I, I can take my sweet tea, Wolvie, and yeah. take the sweet tea out of his hand and put an award in there. There you go. I think that's a great idea. But what would the award look like? A little Is Oscar, it... but with claws. A little Oscar trophy, but with his hands in the X across his chest and his claws coming out. Yeah, you really want to make it difficult, don't you? I want to make it look like Wolverine. Yeah, but it's Wolverine. Uh-huh. Maybe he's holding a little Deadpool. Why would he hold a little I Deadpool? I don't know. 
Okay. All right. Well, thank you guys for listening. Um, I'll be right back after a short break uh, to talk about a few comics. All right. All right. All right. So I hope you enjoyed our 2018 Wolfies Awards show. And um, I promise that we will get Denise to come back on and talk about books again uh, as soon as we can. It just hasn't really been conducive to our scheduling to make that happen yet. I do have uh, some books to end out in January that I want to talk about um, in addition to, to what we did with the awards. But um, I'll try to keep that fairly brief. So it's just me. But um, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll talk about a few books. Um, first up, we have Return of Wolverine number four. This is chapter four, of course, Judgment. Ooh, that sounds ominous. <laughs> Return of Wolverine is written by Charles Soule. Uh, this time the art is by Declan Shalvey. Colors by Laura Martin. And letters by VCs Joe Sabino. Now the cover is by Steve McNiven and Sonny Go. Uh, that cover had uh, Logan like trapped by these like steel cables pinning him to a wall. I didn't get that one. I actually got the variant by Declan Shalvey and Matthew Wilson. It's a pretty awesome cover. It's got Logan um, shirtless with his hot claws out and then behind him are like all the mental images of his personalities like X-Men Wolverine, New X-Men, Age of Apocalypse, Berserker, Giant, Patch, Uncanny X-Force, Weapon X, like it's a really, really cool cover, you know, with him shouting at you from the forefront. Um, so remember, Logan has gone with this doctor to the island. He fought the X-Men. It took a toll. The doctor is talking to him, tells him what happened because he forgot. We see all the destruction on the island. And we find out that this doctor is Persephone from Sotierra. And that none of these people are really alive. That she can bring people back to life, but they're kind of unalive. Like they're not really clones, because they're not new people. But they're not really alive. They're not really dead. They're reanimated. So that explains kind of all the people that our Weapon X people saw in Claws of a Killer. Like Sabretooth's son and Lady Deathstrike's dad. Anyway, this Sotierra soldier comes in and shoots this spike through Wolverine's chest. And out of the back of the spike come all these things that pin Wolverine to the wall and she monologues a little bit about her powers and about how he was able to defeat the X-Men because she warned them to stay away and she's interested in Wolverine and but then of course Wolverine's like alright well we're gonna go into space and do something actually <laughs> forgot what was her she's gonna send him into space on a rocket but um, I don't remember why um oh goodness um oh because she wants to like spread her power all over the world or something um Lunga still can't really remember um what he's doing the X-Men struck him with lightning um but then they left uh as he went berserk and cut through all the dead people um so we have this this big silent guy Zagreus um and then the Sotierra lady Persephone leaves the doctor's body and she dies for real 
Um, oh, I know why. Because she's like, come and get me. I know you want to. And so he does. And they're going to get on the space shuttle to do that. Because I guess maybe she's in her space space. Sorry, I kind of forgot what happened. Which I don't know how well that <laughs> speaks of the story. The art was wonderful. Um, this is more of Shelby kind of in top form. Um, it was really nice to see. I enjoyed the art. I liked Declan Shelby. Um, I do feel like the story, at least, even though I kind of forgot um, kind of what happened, that, you know, finally in Chapter 4 is, is propelling forward more, has a little more motion and momentum. Um, and we find out more about Persephone, finally, uh, what she's doing. She's kind of possessing and reanimating dead people. They're not really zombies, they're just dead people. Um, and Wolverine sees, I see dead people. Um. And, you know, kind of a, a climax towards, you know, the big showdown with the big boss. I feel like it took a while to get here, but I felt like this is probably the best issue of the series so far overall. Just as we finally start getting some answers and it's vaguely interesting. <laughs> we'll see how Soul lands this. I think five is the last chapter, right? Or is it six? No, five. Yeah. So this is the penultimate issue. And it finally gets some real traction as a story. Um, and because I love the art so much, I would give this, oh gosh, um, it's either a high three or a low four. I'm going to say, I'm going to say three out of six claws. It's good. It could be better. And we'll see how, how it lands. Um, that's Return to Wolverine. The book that I should be really excited about and just can't quite find myself in that place, which is unfortunate. Kind of sad. Um, next up, we have X-23, number eight. <laughs> um, this is X-Assassin, part two. Written by Mariko Tamaki. Penciled by Diego Olorotegui, maybe? Tegui? I'm not sure. Which sucks, because I really like him. Um... Inks by Walden Wong, colors by Chris O'Halloran, letters by VCs Corey Pettit, woohoo, and the cover by Ashley Witter. On this cover, we have X-23 matching claws against X-Assassin, and it's fine. It's a fine cover. Kind of standard. Um, so remember, there's maybe yet another clone, but maybe a little bit differently. And we start off in the tank, which is another unclassified federal jail for weird stuff. Um, and X-23 and Honey Badger have infiltrated it. And, you know, they're trying to solve this puzzle. Uh, Beast is there in a helicopter, but he gets shot at. Um, they're trying to get... Oh, that's where they went, yeah, to find, you know, their, their new clone buddy. And... They're trying to get her out. Um, they argue. Gabby keeps calling it she. Laura keeps calling it it. Um, some nice banter between them as usual. Um, there's some machine guns firing. And Gabby's like, hi everybody. With a big smile on her face. So she jumps into the action. And is like, got your face. <laughs> Gabby's just so wonderful. Um, and she's doing the flippy thing. Um, elbow thing, she's kind of 
narrating her action as she takes the the, the soldiers out. Um, Beast is of course is waiting for the helicopter. Laura smells something, um, and she kicks a guard in the face as they extract the body. Uh, Gabby says, "Kachow!" Spoken sound effect. Hi, Hank. Uh, I love Gabby. I'm, I'll probably say that a few more times. Um, as they're getting shot at, Laura uses the sonic arm cannon from the ex-assassin. Uh, to kind of get rid of some more bad guys. Hank drops a ladder, a rope ladder, out of the helicopter. And they all go back to the Xavier Institute in Central Park. Beast confirms, yes, she's a clone, but no. Subtle differences, he says. Um, especially in regard for the healing factor. Not healing as fast, possibly not you know, at all. I mean, just normal person healing, not not mutant healing factor. Um, so the, the healing ability is compromised. But it has cybernetics to make up for it. And we go to many Xtronics corporate headquarters where Dr. Um, was it Channing? Chandler? Um, is introducing the ex-assassin to the board. And this, is, of course, is our, our weapon that we have. It's a clone, but not quite a clone. Takes out the X-Factor. Um, yeah, it is Dr. Chandler. And they don't really trust him. He's had experience like the experiments like this before, and they failed. But he's like, no, no, it's better this time. Trust me. I am in complete control. No wild card. By taking the healing factor away, um, you know, that helps. And plus cybernetics gives us like like a remote control, kind of like Deathlock. Um, and of course, remember in all new Wolverine number six that Laura cut off his legs, so he's got he's got cybernetics in his legs, and that kind of opened the door, kind of gave him a light bulb moment to add cybernetics to the clones. So Gabby and Laura argue a little bit more about X Assassin. Um, says it's a clone of us, you know what it's capable of, it's a killer. And with the cybernetics, maybe there's, you know, you turned out fine, which is, that's part that's kind of weird, is that, um, the way Laura's reacting to the clone seems kind of odd. Like, they're both clones that had to kind of overcome that, and she doesn't want to really treat it as more than a weapon. Um... You know, and she talks about how they, and to Tamaki's credit, she addresses that and says, you know, I know that we ended up doing the opposite of our programming. And maybe that should give me hope that I know it's possible to prevail over dark design, but instead it scares me. You know, I can't help thinking that they'll just keep trying over and over and over again until they erase the part that allows us to fix ourselves and actually make a perfect killing machine and maybe this is that iteration. So she's worried that like every time this happens there's a less of a possibility of the person coming out kind of seeing the light or making themselves better or more human. Um, that every step is a step towards complete darkness and that's what she's scared of. Meanwhile Gabby takes uh, ex-assassin a plate of cookies 
and says, not sure if you know you're my sister, but you are. I'm going to tell you all about it. But then at the very end, her cybernetic lights come on in the eyes. So that's probably going to be bad. Um, Art, really, really good. Story, pretty good. I'm not sure about where Laura is landing, but I, I like that Tamaki has a good reason for it. Um, and that Gabby is still more innocent and positive. Uh, the action was fine. The art's pretty great. Um, and I just love love Gabby and Laura together so much. Um, so I'm going to give this five out of six claws. Still still a really, really good book. Um, rocking and rolling. I would dare say that I need... I'm going to have to tweet. If he's not on Twitter, then tweet at Mariko Tamaki and figure out how to pronounce his last name. Because I think Diego... You know, as we just did our award show, could be possible contender for a 2019 movie. Maybe it's early, hard to say, with like just a couple of issues. But I really, really like this art, and so that's pretty awesome. All right, next up, we have Dead Man Logan number three, written by Ed Brisson, movie award nominee. I think this might be the book in 2019 that gets him up there. Um, Art by Mike Henderson, colors by Nolan Woodard, letters by VCs Corey Pettit, uh, the cover by Declan Shelby. This is a pretty cool cover. It has like Old Man Logan's face in a white circle, and then below him, the Avengers, and then above him, upside down, uh, the villains that he thinks the Avengers are, thanks to Mysterio. So remember, him and Hawkeye have been hunting down Mysterio, they can't find him. But Mysterio found them and made him believe that the Avengers in Times Square are really the Sinister Six protecting Mysterio. So Logan shot himself up with Regenix uh, and is going after him. Um, it's really kind of a big fight issue, but it's pretty cool. I mean, the art is just wonderful, including the colors. Just, just really, really fantastic. Um, and the fighting's really cool. And, you know, he, he kind of gets to go one-on-one -on -one with several Avengers as Sin and Miss Sinister and Crossbones and Mysterio and others of Neo-Hydra or New Hydra um, kind of watch out of their penthouse. And Hawkeye talks to the Avengers and says, hey, this is what's going on. Logan doesn't know y'all are y'all. He thinks you're someone else. So the Avengers sympathize, but at the same time, he's kind of out of control, um, trying to kill this innocent guy that he thinks is Mysterio, and trying to hack through them in the process. Um, there's a really cool part where She-Hulk gets on top of Ghost Rider's car, and is like, Hulk, surf car, as he rides up the building, um, you know, and she punches him and saves Iron Man. Um, Glob sees it on the internet. That the fight's going on, I love. <laughs> He's like, "Oh no, 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 no!" And he runs into the office, which Jubilee is at the desk. I didn't know that she was kind of in charge, or maybe she's just sitting in the chair while Kitty's out doing something else. Um, but yeah, so Jubilee and Cecilia Reyes and Glob are like, "Oh no, we gotta go stop this." Um, Old Man Logan continues to fight the Avengers, who were reluctantly fighting back. Uh, Hawkeye shoots them with a big old arrow. Miss Sinister and Sin argue some more about the plan. Miss Sinister has grander designs and thinks that Sin is being childish. She storms out. Sin follows her 
and she says, "This isn't working. This isn't the plan. You're just playing with toy. You're just playing around. You're screwing around." And we need to, you know, get this done. Do what we want to do. Take over the world and kill Mysterio, so he can't trick us. Then she leaves, and Sin turns into Mysterio and says, "I knew it." So at this point, he's like, "Why am I helping them?" Um, so Logan realizes what's going on. He's like, "Oh crap!" And then uh, passes out. And Ghost Rider's like, I didn't do anything. He was about to poke holes in my face. And then that. And then Jubilee shows up and says, we got to take him. And Captain America's like, uh, no. You see what just went down? You can't take him anywhere. But Jubilee's like, no, he gave us a contingency plan. And Hawkeye vouches and says, yeah, they do. They have a plan for something like this happened. And so Captain America reluctantly uh, saying, I don't want another AVX, and who does? Um, <laughs> you know, let's, let's them take Old Man Logan away. Mysterio watches as he's going to try to, I think, get away from everybody, but maybe still try to trick some people. I don't know. Anyway, the art is wonderful. Uh, it is a big fight issue, but it's a good big fight issue, and there's still enough kind of things going on in the background with the characters to be really cool. I am absolutely loving this book so, so much. Um, it's everything that I think Brisson's Old Man Logan run was culminating to, and if he can keep... I don't know. I think the challenge will be, can he keep this up for 12 issues? But, nope. The first three, fantastic. I'm going to give this one, because of how much I'm enjoying the story... And because um, Henderson and Woodard are just hitting a home run together, I gotta give this book six out of six claws. Um, it's one of my favorite books right now. And you know, I liked Old Man Logan at various levels as it went, but it was never one of my favorite books. This is one of my favorite books. This is what Old Man Logan should be. I'm really, really loving it. Um, you know, if you're a fan at all of Old Man Logan and kind of his interaction in the quote-unquote regular 616 universe and you're not buying this, you're really missing out. Um, so definitely give it a try. It's one that's, you know, kind of surpassed X-23 as, as my favorite, you know, this month, right? <laughs> it's my favorite Wolverine book. Um, and not by much. They're both really good. But, yeah, I mean, just... I cannot say enough. Dead Man Logan is rocking it. Um, so yeah. So we also have the return. I still not. I'm not sure if this is expected to be an ongoing or not, or just a mini. Some of these kind of 90th Marvel Celebration anthology books are going to be minis. But we have Marvel Comics Presents number one, uh, the 2019 version. Um, this, of course, has a Wolverine story, The Vigil, which is written by Charles Soule, uh, penciled by Paulo Siquiera, inks by Oren Jr., colors by Frank Diamarda, letters by VCs Joe Caramagna. Um, and we have some other stories as well. Let me get to them. So after the Wolverine story, we have a Namor story, 
written by Greg Pak, with art by Tom Coker, colors by Michael Garland, letters by VCs Joe Caramagna, and then we have a Captain America story written by Anne Nacenti, penciled by Greg Land, inked by Jay Shh, listen, and colors by Frank DiAmarta, letters by VCs Joe Caramagna. Now, the main cover is by Arthur Adams, and it's classic Marvel Comics Presents cover, and a classic pose of Wolverine and Captain America and Namor on the front, and it's a great cover. I elected to get the Ron Lim variant, because it has Wolverine and like an Untouchables get-up in either Times Square and or Madripoor downtown, like lots of neon behind him, and he's got his claws coming out from the overcoat and his fedora, and then... It's a weird thing to say, but the stars in the night sky look awesome. And I thought Ron Lim just nailed this cover, and I really, really like it. Um, so anyway, this story is a classic Wolverine story set in the 40s, late in the Second World War. World War. We have a Nazi and a Gypsy, very reminiscent of Scarlet Witch. They don't make a direct connection. But they're trying to open this gate for a demon. Very, very Indiana Jones feeling. And they threaten the, the gypsy witch's daughter. So she complies, lets the demon out. He kills everybody but one of the U.S. soldiers, or not U.S. soldier, but one of the Allied soldiers who are tracking this Nazi and trying to stop him. Watch the very tail end of this happen. And as everyone dies... Of course, one of the soldiers is Logan. He pops his bone claws and tries to stab the demon. The demon melts him with green energy or tries to. Um, and kind of starts to get away. The witch is able to send him back. In her dying breath, casts a spell and says, You must be prepared every, what is it, hundred years? Um. Oh. Oh no. Jesus says every now and then. <laughs> you just have to be ready. The demon's gonna try to come back. You need to save my daughter, take care of her, and you know also keep a watch or slash vigil for when this demon might come back. And then she dies. And Logan's like, oh no. I got this little girl to take care of. Um, the art is fine. The story is fine. Whatever. Um, the Namor story is fine as well. Um, it's Namor kind of getting tired of, of running missions for the Allies because they, they nuke the Japanese and he's like, oh, maybe you're not the good guys after all. Um, the Captain America, there's a really awesome opening page of him on a motorcycle. Greg Land in top form. And he meets a girl who's a stunt woman, or a stunt girl, but her mom is concerned she's going to kill herself doing these crazy stunts. And they, he kind of talks her out of it, but kind of helps her. It's a weird story. Um, art's really cool. Um... Yeah, overall, Marvel Comics Presents, kind of reminiscent of the old Marvel Comics Presents. Just kind of some okay, don't really matter stories. Sometimes some really good art. In this case, most of the art's pretty good. Um, I'm going to give Marvel Comics Presents number one. I kind of feel like 
threes generous is very just kind of okay and inconsequential Wolverine fighting demons is not my favorite kind of Wolverine story you know what I'm gonna go a uh, two out of six claws sorry um so next up have this uh you know, I've talked before a little bit about the Wolverine the Long Night uh, podcast, the serial podcast. And there's now a comic adaptation. So I'm just going to mention that kind of briefly. It, of course, is written by Benjamin Percy, who scripted the podcast. Uh, art by Marcio Takara. Colors by Matt Mia. Letters by VCs Joe Caramani. And the cover by Raphael Albuquerque. And it's a pretty cool cover. Uh, it's Wolverine in the snow. It's kind of a greenish-blue tint to everything, and there's bloody footprints in the snow. It's, it's a cool cover. So I don't know. I guess, you know, extra spoilers. If you're The podcast was on Premium Stitcher. Now it's free, so everyone has a chance to listen to it, and I would recommend it. It's fun. Um, kind of has a X-Files, Twin Peaks, but with an old radio show kind of feel to it. Anyway, we start off with some agents interviewing a guy about, you know, the ship. And they were on a ship, and they found a ship with a bunch of dead bodies and some claw marks. And they seem to kind of know maybe who they're looking for. Maybe it's him. Um, there was a report of packages, but none of the official reports have packages, so maybe there's a cover-up of some drugs in Burns, Alaska. Um, so we have Agent Pierce and Chad Marshall, both special agents. Um, Sally Pierce and Chad Marshall. And, uh, they're interviewing the guy, and he tells an, um, just tells a story about how they, they saw this boat listing and they boarded it, and he fell in the, the cargo hold with all the bodies and packages. And that's uh, so like, oh, no mention of packages. Interesting. Uh, found out there was a guy, a crew member, who didn't show up. Uh, and he also mentions the murders going around town. They think it's a grizzly bear. Lots of claw marks and mauling. Um, so the agents are like, okay, well, let's split up. Um... We examined the cargo hold. There was nothing to examine. So probably drugs. Something fishy's going on. So one was going to go talk to the coroner. One was going to go talk to the guy who was missing. Um, Agent Pierce goes to see the coroner. Um, lots of claw marks. Um, and, you know, the guys were slaughtered. She goes to talk to the sheriff. Um... That's where they get that someone was missing. Of course, he wants to help, but also has some veiled threats like you got to play ball. Um, you know, it kind of goes, it kind of combines like the first two episodes of the podcast, which looks like there were 10 episodes, going to be five issues of this. So about two issue or two episodes an issue. Um, you know, we meet Bobby, we meet the Langrock Company, we meet the Aurora Cult were ready for the long night they go talk to the guy who didn't show up for work because obviously he's a suspect and he mentions the short burly guy who showed up to work on their crew and was a hard worker but kept to himself and one day a guy went overboard and got his hand caught in a trap and this new member he just jumped in the water 
and threw the guy back on board when he was missing his arm. And he's like, this guy, his claws, he cut off my arm. And no one really believes him, but uh, the stranger's like, should have cut off your head instead. And he jumps in the boat, and dis or jumps back in the water, and disappears. Um, our agents are driving with Bobby. He wants to help out. He's a rookie sh uh, deputy. And they go to the cabin where this Logan apparently lives. Um, and they see a bunch of like strung up dead deer. And that's where it ends off. Uh, really different art style for Takara. He's usually bright and clean. And this is more moody. But it still works. He's still a really good artist. And, I mean, the story, there's nice mystery. Kind of has that noirish, you know, investigative Twin Peaks kind of feel. Just like the podcast. It is very, very true, actually, to the source material. It just kind of gives moody art to go with it. So, I'm going to give this Wolverine the Long Night number one adaptation a very strong four out of six claws. I, I thought it was a nice adaptation. Like I said, it kind of, it, it is the podcast just with moody art to go with instead of moody voices. <laughs> so, pretty cool overall. Um, very quick mention, Black Widow number one came out. I won't really talk about it. But Black Widow trying to find her place in the Marvel Universe now, um, coming back from the dead and having some more violent than usual tendencies. Well, she goes to Madripoor and meets up with Tiger Tiger. And it's funny because she uh, steals a card out of her friend Logan's book and it's going to be the new patch. She gets an eye patch. And it's like, I'm going to be, I'm going to, I want to work in Madripoor. And it kind of let me, let my wild side out. Uh, just beating the hell out of some bad guys. And I can even kill some people. And it's okay. Um, anyway, I thought it was really interesting. You know, A, that she went to Madripoor. But B, that she takes on the patch persona. I thought it was worth mentioning. If you want to check out Black Widow number one. It was pretty good. Definitely worth a read if you're able to find it. Um, but yeah. So those are our comics to end January. Hope you enjoyed them. Uh, all worth reading, I think, to various degrees. Um, you know, at least even Marvel Comics presents worth checking out. And I uh, hope you all enjoyed the award show. And um, we'll, we'll keep trucking along into 2019. So that's going to do it for this episode. Until next time, everybody. Hugs and sn Oh, wait, wait, wait. Please like the Facebook page. Uh, Twitter, of course, is at SnickCast. And show notes and stuff are at SnickCast.Podbean.com. So, until next time, hugs and snicks, everybody. Bye-bye. And snacked.